gritty culture and class in America. Live from Long Island's Gold Coast, this is the Melissa Itell Duran Show on Breaking It Down Radio with co-host Frank McKay. I'd like to welcome everyone to the Melissa Itell Duran Show. Frank McKay here. So much more importantly, Renaissance woman. Melissa Itell Duran is our host each and every week, and uh, you can watch two documentaries by going to melissaiteldjoran.com or to Melissa Vision on Roku TV and uh, and uh, on Amazon Fire. Frank McKay here. Much more importantly, Melissa, how are you? I'm doing great, Frank. How are you? I'm doing well. And I, uh, what's the latest? You mentioned it off uh, off mic on uh, a, a little bit about Colorado. Um, can you can you give us a little update on what what went on in Colorado? Yeah, the uh, the Colorado courts denied Trump the right to be on the ballot in that state, and uh, this is seen as uh, it might be a precedent because um, California wants to do it over there. I mean, all these you know left leaning, or I'm not sure about purple states, but definitely left leaning states think that this is one way they can attempt uh, to block him, to deny him the right to be on the ballot um, by invoking uh, his, uh, his they, what they claim is his violation of the Constitution and in, in, in aiding and abetting the January 6th uh, um, insurrection. Yeah. Well, listen, this, this could be a big deal, actually. You know, this could be uh, um, the start of something. Uh, Colorado is, by the way, um, I, you know, I'm not saying he was going to win Colorado, but uh, it, compared to California, he has a much better shot of, uh, of competing in, uh, in, in Colorado uh, than competing in California. So California could knock him off, um, and it, it doesn't matter because he's not going to win any electoral votes there. Um, but what it I, – I, I don't know. I, I mean, it, if that starts happening – you know, I wonder if a state like Michigan gets involved, and if you start losing a, a state like Michigan or or something like that, I think you're in you're in serious trouble. And maybe the the arguments uh, from the uh, uh, the Republicans saying, "Look, we gotta we gotta go with somebody else." Maybe they get louder and clearer to other Republican candidates. Do you do you see it as having a cascading effect? Well, that's trying to the, the definitely you know the, there are people in that, that state in, in in other states that like Colorado that think they're going to try to do that. The left is trying, I think, all it can. And the only problem is this could backfire because his base could definitely get really riled up. Number one, and it's not going to do. It's not going to have the desired effect that um, that, that that they would hope. And number two, uh, it's 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 going to be it's going to go all the way to the Supreme Court, and there's a possibility. I know that you know the Supreme Court has a couple of liberal members on its uh, on, on you know on on the benches there, that uh, may you know coalesce just for the sake of the country because you know you, you deny someone the right to be to, to to be included in an election where we can vote you out. That's not exactly constitutional, and uh, how do you prove? How can you precisely prove uh, that he—he's definitely um, that Trump has definitely violated the Constitution? That he—he he actually instigated the 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 January 6th insurrection. Now we know he could have done a lot more to stop it. He didn't, 
but still in all, that can be fought in court. Yeah, interesting. Are, are they using, and pardon my ignorance on this, I should know, but are they using the 14th Amendment on this? I believe so. Yeah, interesting. I they are. They're claiming he started this whole thing, uh, and, and uh, you know, he was party to this. He was uh, the, the he was um, fully aware and, and, and enabling this whole thing. Uh, what what's the initial reaction? Obviously, his his crowd is going to be uh, you know revved up. I mean, they're going to be you know they're trying to stop uh, our president, the real president. This is how they're trying to fix the election, right? And we're going to hear that from the uh, from the Trump folks. Uh, we might even hear from from people that aren't necessarily Trump folks saying, you know what, there's an election coming up, leave it alone, let the people vote on it. You might get like, you know, and that's not the, an unreasonable thought for people to, uh, to adopt. You know, it's um, that very, that very well could come up. And I, yeah, but you said, like you said, I don't know that it's going to have the desired effect that uh, the left thinks it will have. Um, what's the reaction of, uh, say, DeSantis and Nikki Haley? Uh, actually, to be, you know, they, they and um, even Chris Christie and William Barr, remember him? Yep, Bill Barr, <laughs> well, yeah. He, yeah, Bill Barr, he hates, you know, he's, he's, he, I don't know if he's as big a hater, a Trump hater as, as Chris Christie, but he said that on a clearly legal standpoint, you just can't do that. I mean, you can't. It, it, it doesn't, it's not democratic. I mean, we should be able to decide if we want someone or not. How can you, you, know, you know, take it into your own hands and, and have a court declare, okay, uh, you can't be on the ballot. You're, you know, you're out, you know, you're, 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 you know, you're prohibited from running. You can't, and it, it's not a democratic thing. Now, he, and he hates, he hates Trump. We know Chris Christie's feelings. Right. We know, you know this is Chris Christie's whole mantra. I hate Trump. Nobody hates him as much as I do, and I'm here to say that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what his other policies, policy statements are, but we definitely know what his his mission is. They are all said, you know, this is just not right. Yeah, Chris Christie prides himself on the, his hatred of Trump. Uh, Frank McKay here. So much more importantly, Melissa Itell Jordan is our host each and every week. Uh, Melissa, think about that, right? Uh, Chris Christie prides himself on how much he hates Trump. And uh, I don't know that it's working for him, though. I don't know that 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 take is working for him. What are his numbers like? Oh, Chris Christie's abysmal, right? Yeah, they're not great. I mean, Nikki Haley and 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 Ron DeSantis are in the teens right now in Iowa. But then again, you have to remember that um, if you go back in the past, certain people who ended up, uh, certain candidates who ended up as nominees, didn't always have guaranteed success from Iowa just because they won Iowa that they they could lose in New Hampshire they could lose elsewhere it's not a guarantee I mean it, it does add some variety to the race but Trump is still you know way ahead as of now uh, everywhere right I mean are there states yeah. that that he's losing well Colorado <laughs> 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 um, he's never going to win New York I mean let's face it and he knows that um, but uh, no, I mean it, his base is so strong. It, they are so solidified uh, for him that this this latest this latest you know legal snafu will just make them more irate.
Yeah. Crazy. Uh, has anybody had any uh, uh, any um, different take on it than what we just heard there? Uh, any, you know, obviously, you know, I'm sure Democrats have, but are there people uh, on the Republican side that are applauding this? Liz Cheney, has she had any surprising take on it, or is she just like, yeah, anything you could do to hurt Trump just hurt? Oh, I'm sure she's all in for it. She's, you know, her book is out. It's like three, four hundred pages long. It's, it's all about why I hate Trump, why I had to do what I had to do, <laughs> why we can't allow. I mean, it just rehashes the whole thing. And even more so, his niece, remember his niece married Trump? Yes. She was, you know, she went rogue on him. Well, I don't think, actually, I, 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 if I recall, I don't know whose daughter she is. I think she's the daughter of one of the brothers. But I think the, 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 his sister, the late federal judge, who she passed away a little while ago. Um, I forget her name. Very, uh, she did not like her brother. She, was, she soured on her brother and his presidency. And I'm sure if she were still alive, she she wouldn't bat an eyelash at it. She'd say, "Yeah, whatever," you know. But I um, but Mo, but Mary Trump is all in on it. Obviously, she was on X, formerly Twitter, and she was saying, "Well, let him get upset and throw more bottles of ketchup on the wall," because what she was referring to. I didn't get this at first. She was referring to what happened when uh, he couldn't turn he, he couldn't turn the election results on. Uh, I think. Uh, either just soon after the, not, not necessarily on January 6th, but somewhere in between the election and January 6th. And he got so upset that he took a bottle of ketchup and he smashed it against one of the walls <laughs> in the White House. And they really had a tough time trying to get off of ketchup stains. <laughs> <laughs> so she, she put on her, her, her post, she, she, she put on X um, pictures of little mini ketchup bottles you know high yeah. ketchup bottles <laughs> yeah that's funny yeah yeah that's well uh, uh, that's good there, there's probably uh, would have been an argument if there if the biden administering uh, administration came in and there were still stains on the wall uh, there might have been an argument to keep it as a, a historic record for uh, the anger of one president you know it would have been like a, a historical uh, uh standpoint but um, I, I doubt very much they did that. I, I'm sure they painted over it. And, and yeah, did. they probably did. But the, and I didn't know that that had happened. But he, he, I guess he lost his temper, and he flung the the ketchup bottle. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure he was very difficult to live with. I don't know who was living with him. I, we don't know what Melania's um, situation is. Do do they seem to live together, or do we hear they don't? I think it's the same thing, the same setup that, she, that Melania had, and, and Melania and, and former President Trump had, you know, in, in the White House before they they, they moved to uh, before they became the first couple. Uh, she leads her life; he leads his. She's. I don't think she's ever going to get a divorce unless maybe he goes to he actually goes to jail. I don't know. You know, she's got a. You know, she has a life. She's got a lifestyle. It's 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 very comfortable. And she leads her own, you know, she has her own, her own schedule. She doesn't live with him. I think, uh, you know, the rumors were that, in the White House at least, that they had separate bedrooms. And that's what they did, and it worked out fine. And she only made her, you know, her public appearances when necessary. And her, her whole thing is about her son, Barron. Uh, she, when they moved back to 
Florida, her whole thing was, well, you know, she has to, her, her publicist, or her, her, you know, I guess, I, I guess, she, the, I don't know if it's the press secretary, whatever the former first ladies have, they have somebody who issues statements. Well, Mrs. Trump is, is um, busy um, looking for schools for Barron, Barron starting high school, Barron's doing this. So everything revolves around Barron. But of course, she has her own circle of friends, her her own things. We haven't seen her lately. She did make one or two appearances at, at the rallies, but she hasn't been a, um, a a prominent presence by his side. Yeah. Well, I I don't know. You don't know where she is. Uh, it, you know the the tie there is Barron. Obviously, they want to uh, they want to keep Barron. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, like as comfortable as possible with the with the whole situation. Um, I guess so. But Baron, you know how tall Baron grew? Is he six five or something? Six something like that. Yeah, I don't know if he stopped growing. Wow. <laughs> that tall guy's like Lincoln. Tall like That's Lincoln. Taller than Lincoln. Lincoln yeah. was six foot four. Yeah. So Baron is six five. Wow. Oh my God. <laughs> is Melania tall? Yeah, she's about five eleven. Really? Oh wow. Yeah. Oh, so I could see that. She and she and Michelle Obama, I, I think, are almost the same height. I don't know. Michelle Obama may have an inch over her. I don't know. I'm not sure. Or or she's five ten. I don't know. She's you know, she was a, a runway model, and she you know she had the look. Michelle Obama is definitely every bit of five foot ten. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I I yeah. I'll tell you I. I met seven presidents. Well, I never met Obama in person, only on the phone. But I met seven presidents, and Jimmy Carter was the only one shorter than I was. And uh, really? yeah, he was the only one. And uh, and Obama, I think, was six two or six three. You know, he's a tall yeah. guy, right? Right, right. So I, I don't. I'm not saying it's a prerequisite, but uh, it doesn't hurt to be tall uh, if you're a presidential candidate. I agree, and I and I think in recent in most. Uh, if you look at a whole lineup of the presidents, and most of them have been tall. Yeah, that's true. Tallish. Yeah, yeah. tallish. Yes. Yes. You know, Lincoln. Again, it, you know, not to interrupt, but Lincoln and being sixty-four in eighteen sixty-four was tremendous because the. Oh, it was. Yeah. I mean, he stood out. He definitely stood out, and above. You know, he was definitely a, a head above. Them many heads above everyone in, yeah. in those days especially in you know George Washington was a big guy he was also about 62 yeah he was and, and that was even bigger you know yeah. like uh, 50 years ago i mean because there was a growth spurt i think on the average um yeah. between Washington and and Lincoln uh you know some you know i don't know how many years later that was 70 years um later but it it's uh, it, you know there was a national growth spurt there. Uh, Frank McKay here, so much more importantly. Melissa Itell Juren is our host each and every week and talking a little bit about the Colorado um, decision and uh, you know what's going on there. Uh, what else is, what, what else are we looking at? Uh, are there other um, are there other decisions that are on the verge of happening uh, that could be similar? And also again, pardon my ignorance, but is this just for the primary, or is this for the general election? This is for the um, primaries, yes. Interesting. About, yeah, yeah. But you know, this could set a terrible precedent, um, precedent because um, president rather, because um, then we, you know, we then if we have uh, in the future a controversial person running 
Uh, and that means that we can just, you know, get a court order, get the judges together in, in the respective states to say, okay, you're, you can't, you're barred from running here. I mean, that's, it's, it's not very, it doesn't sound very democratic. We're given the right to, to vote someone in or vote someone out. Yeah. And, this, and in this situation, it only gives, it gives fire to the, to the, or, or adds to the wrath of, of his base. And we know, we all know what his, you know, how, how, how tight the base is with him. So, you know, and maybe, you know, if you go a step further, there's another um, uh, conspiracy theory that uh, maybe the, in, it, secretly the, the, the left wants him to be the nominee. They know this is going to, it, it sounds counterintuitive, but, you know, th this riles up the base. They all fall back, you know, behind him. They get him into, you know, as a nominee, and then he loses. Yeah. Well, I think that's a very likely scenario, to be honest with you. I'm not sure that, look, you think of how many different people voted in, uh, in this election and uh, how many people vote more voted for, for Biden than for Trump. Now, I know, I know uh, a lot of those votes are coming from New York and California and places that, that, couldn't, um, that couldn't possibly uh, go towards, uh, towards Trump. But I think there are going to be people, uh, young people coming out that have never voted before to vote against Trump. And uh, I, I just see a, a, a large uh, group of people just uh, coming out. I think there's going to be another group of people that, that are like, geez, this guy's terrible. Listen to what he said here. Listen to what he said here. Um, there's, there's going to be uh, that many people. And I think the Democrats know that, even though even though we're looking at polls and we, you know, we say, okay, well, uh, Trump's beating Biden here and Trump's beating Biden here. Once it starts coming down to it, you know, people might say, boy, I don't like Biden. You know, I, I can't stand Biden, but uh, man, I, I don't hate him the way I hate Trump. And I'm not, I'm not saying that's coming from me. I think that's going to come from a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Do you yeah. think? It's possible. Sure. Sure. I mean, I just within Republicans within Republican ranks, there's a general distaste for him. Even though the, the party is just letting this go in there, I think the party assumes he's going to be the nominee, unless Nikki Haley or Ron DeSantis can pull a hat out of, of the hat, a, a rabbit out of a hat. Yep. Right. That's the only you know that's the only hope that they would have there. I mean, uh, you know, I guess there's a chance. That uh, you know, actually, this is kind of a trial balloon uh, to see if uh, if people go for this. If people go for this in the um, in the primaries, maybe uh, people you know on both sides are thinking, "Hey, this might be here." Because I thought the Fourteenth Amendment could actually keep Trump from running ultimately, but if uh, if people revolt here, uh, maybe that's going to be uh, a case. Do you think that this Supreme Court um, panel, that uh, that the United States Supreme Court, do you think, and many of them, uh, you know, well, several of them appointed by Trump, uh, do you think that they would turn on him and vote against him uh, so he can't run for office based on the 14th Amendment? Not his base. I don't think so. They, they all say it's a witch hunt. I mean, if you listen to, to and I've, I've listened to my share of, of talk radio, um, a, lot of, a lot of 
voters who are just totally dis- disenchanted with Biden and feel that, he, that Trump is the only one who can come back and save the, the nation, feel that this is just a, 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 an unfounded witch hunt, that this is, again, another string of, 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 uh, of, of obstacles set in his path to tra- entrap him. Yeah. Well, what, what I'm talking more about is the Supreme Court. Do you think the Supreme Court would um, would vote in favor of, of getting Trump off the ballot? Well, if they could put their biases aside, their personal politics aside, particularly the, the couple of liberals that are on the bench, maybe they can, just in the interest of, of the, the integrity of our elections system our constitutionality maybe they can i mean i i it, I, I can't say I'm, I'm betting my life on that yeah. uh because you don't i don't know nobody really knows there's a lot of speculation i i, I know that there are the, 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 the several of the liberal definitely the liberal justices don't like him and i don't know you know justice roberts chief justice roberts he's i don't think he likes trump and he's supposed to be the the the, the you know the main conservative yeah so it it's, I can't read it. I just I can't say it's going to be a unanimous decision, unless they look at it and say no. You basically can't because if you do this, then we'll be out. You know, we'll be um, uh, we'll be doing this to other people in the future. Yeah. Well, it's it's going to be interesting. I mean, Scalia. I don't think Scalia would ever have um, have voted to remove a uh, a president from contention. I don't think he would have. I don't. I don't I, either. I don't think he would have done that. I don't know that um, Justice Ginsburg, um, I don't know whether she would have or she wouldn't have. Maybe she's, you know, she's very far left, obviously. Um, yes, definitely. I could see, I could see that being a possibility. The um, the other people, though, yeah, Roberts, I, I could see him thinking, you know, like for the good of the country, for the good of the country, maybe we'll... Um, will do this but if uh if that happens uh you know this is a th- this is a a group of people that he's he put on there or at least you know he he bent the majority to uh to to be uh right wing and um that you know, a lot of people would have a hard time arguing against that mm-hmm. right yes yes i think so i think you're right but it's 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 a they're going to fight it. They're going to fight it one way or the other, and it's probably going to go to the Supreme Court. And but it's it's definitely um, lighting the fire under the under the uh, you know uh, under the base. Yeah, right. Uh, do you think that? And I mean, this is a heavy question. And again, MelissaItellJoran.com, everyone, to check out the documentaries and Melissa Vision on Roku, Amazon Fire. Um, but do you think? And this is a heavy, heavy thought here. Do you think we'll ever be in a situation where, where there would be people taking arms against the country over this? He's got some fanatical people, and I mean, look what they did on no. January sixth. I know, I know, because I know, I know. Um, I mean, anything's possible. Look, I mean, if you recall the crowd. Not everybody at January sixth, you know, at the Capitol that day was was you know, you know, armed with a spear and right. <laughs> wearing a crazy outfit. Yeah, yeah. 
some had animal costumes on. Oh, yeah, the guy with the bullhorn. Yeah. I don't know, ram's horn, whatever. I think he was just a misguided soul. Yeah. <laughs> you imagine he was just on his way to a costume party, and he got right. caught up in the crowd. <laughs> he, had no, he had no idea what he was doing there, but he was like, you know, I'm going with the crowd here. I mean, uh-huh, it's... Uh-huh. Yeah. I think he was actually the the head of uh, some one of those groups, you know, uh, the Proud Boys in in some state or some right? Wasn't he a big time? He was like a, a you know one of these members, you know. Um, yes, he he just happened to be you know he he happened to make the wrong turn on the street. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was supposed to go to the Elks Club, <laughs> <laughs> the Rams Club. Yeah. Right. He had a buffalo head on or something. What the hell did he have on here? Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, that. He had war paint. <laughs> yeah, there's a guy out here. Well, I know, actually, uh, Maloney. Uh-huh. Um, mm-hmm. He got caught. He was in some kind of weird outfit. He owns the funeral parlors out here. You, mm-hmm. Did you hear about him? That was no, a while ago. No. Oh, yeah, Maloney. Not Peter Maloney. That That's his brother. It's Peter Maloney's brother. But, oh, Dan Maloney. Was it Dan Maloney? Maybe it was Peter Maloney. Anyway, but he was, um, uh, he got caught up and he was in some kind of weird outfit. And, uh, you know, he's right from, he's from Port Jefferson uh, or, or somewhere like that. But he, uh, he got caught on, uh, you know, on camera and, uh, and he got, you know, he got charged. You know, that's the thing, boy, you know, when you get charged, you're going to, you're going to be torched um, on something like that. You know, my question is, do you think that there would be large groups of people that would actually take it to the next level and take up arms against the uh, the United States? Mm-hmm. It could be. It could. It could happen. I think we're we're the closest we've ever been to an, a, an, uh, a, I guess, a hypothetical civil war. Yeah, right. Well, some people would argue that the 60s, we had that. You know, we had that going on with... Um, you know everything from the assassinations to um, to the hippies to what happened, um, you know, at the Democratic uh, uh, convention in '68, and all of that. That maybe that was the closest we came to another civil war. But this is the clo- This is this is uh, the most divided that I've known the country to be by far. It is. It has, and I don't know if it's ever going to recover. At least not, not too, not in the near future. You know, and and former President Trump, who I know and I got to know pretty well, uh, he's a big reason why he's made it very divisive. You know, be, and and that 2016 election, uh, the two of them, you know, people between Hillary Clinton and and people between Donald Trump, boy, uh, that that was just. But, you know, marriages split. Uh, I, I know marriages that split up over that. Uh, twin brothers, I was trying to get them on a radio show um, down in Mississippi. The the two of them were best friends and whatever, and they split over that. And, uh, you know, like over the 2016 election. And, and I never got them on air, but, you know, uh, people confirmed it. It was like a really nasty uh, and they were best friends uh, up until that election. So there, there is divisiveness, uh, and a lot of it starts and stems from 2016. You would agree with that, right? Mm-hmm. Definitely, yes, yes. You know, what, uh, what, what do we see here now uh, as far as the uh, division in, uh, in the country? Um, it's, 
it, it's deep. You know, I think it's it's heavy. Um, January 6th shows that, but the fact that nobody followed up on January 6th is a positive. You know, it's like, uh, you know, a lot of people just went went home after that. We thought maybe there would be other, there would be other protests, and you know, I remember Trump saying something along the lines of, "Oh, this is going to be a massive protest and whatever," and and it just didn't happen on the different uh, different avenues. Maybe it doesn't happen there, but maybe God forbid, maybe you know, people start doing domestic uh, terrorism. Uh, but these are real possibilities, right? I mean, I'm not, I, I'm not overreacting. There really could be repercussions coming from this um this election if if in fact they uh his base feels that uh, and again i don't certainly don't want to uh you know like start that argument but i think it's out there and i think it's legitimate uh there could be repercussions coming from you know some of the uh, less stable members of of his support crew um if they try to keep him off the ballot would you say that's an overstatement, or uh, obviously we all hope not that there's nothing right. like that. But do you think that's a that's a possibility? I think anything is possible. They're doing. They're pulling all. You know, they're they're putting up all the stops. Yeah. In this, you know, to try to get to try to get Trump. Now, I I I, I don't know if this is. I don't even know where his where he's where his 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 um, his legal woes are going to go and how far and deep they're going to go by the time we we get through the midst of the the primary season um but i i know it, it, it it's not going to end well <laughs> not no. for him i don't think so you, you don't think so i mean it it doesn't end with him becoming president right no i i can't i mean i i mean the atlantic put out an issue what if trump wins and they've got it's all about what to do and all these these um, articles written by their 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 best writers, uh, their consultants about what if. I mean, you can't you can't say the possibility is is nil and void because anything is possible. We we don't have a crystal ball. I mean, you look at 2016. Now that's a that's a different ball game, but anything is possible. I mean, you hear the 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 anger in people's voices when they talk about why we have to return Trump to the White House. And uh, I know the base may not be enough to carry him. He's, you know, we still have an electoral college. An electoral college actually got him, you know, over the, over the hump, uh, in 2016. And in, in 2020, he did. It was anti. It was just a backlash, you know, because of his his COVID policies and you know and, and everything else, you know, and then all the baggage associated with that. But uh, it's you can't. I mean, it's. It, you would hope people would go and, you know, when they were when casting their votes and say, no, I can't, in all due conscience, I can't vote for him. He's got, he's got a 91, you know, uh, he's got 91 charges here and this and that. And I, I know, what am I doing? You know, you, we don't know. But it, nothing is impossible. Yeah, no, I agree with you. And I think there are going to be, certainly there's going to be those um, that uh, that say, uh, oh, he's um, he's uh, he, you know he's he's being uh, persecuted and he's uh, he's being crucified by uh, by everybody because he's speaking his mind and he's uh, upending the system. You're gonna have people saying that, and that's where you gotta watch 
you know, like the anti-Trump people have to watch the moves that they they make. Uh, Liz Cheney, uh, I think her running as an independent, I think it's going to pull enough Republican votes away to um, uh, to to finish off Trump. I, that's what I mean. I, I, she's going to get on the ballot and she's going to certainly get on the ballot in key states. And I think people are going to do this for what they think are, is the, the, the good of the country. And then the good of the country, um, you know, if you think, boy, the good of the country is Biden, you know, and, you know, a lot of people are going to be like, my God, geez, Biden, you know, this is our alternative. But, you know, it's like, uh, you know, Biden and Trump, somebody's going to come up with the line sooner, sooner or later saying that's like asking me who my favorite Menendez brother is. <laughs> oh, the Menendez brothers. Oh, boy, they're still in jail. They're still in prison. Yeah. And and they're in their 50s? Yeah, like I would think. I would think those yeah, guys yeah. are. And then they don't serve together. They're in different different facilities, I believe. And they're very, um, very philosophical about, yeah. <laughs> about their situation. You know, they have obviously they've made peace with, you know, with their their fate. With um, what they've done. They, Right, they feel it was you know they, they, it was justifiable because they were being abused and there was even though they had this high-priced attorney, uh, I remember her uh, Leslie Feldman. I'm not even sure. Oh, it, it was Leslie. It wasn't Gloria Allred, right? No, 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 no. Gloria Allred likes to do feminist. Uh, cases, yeah, right. You know, if it was the um, Menendez sisters, maybe. Yes, then she would be there. You know, her daughter is Lisa Blum Bloom, who is uh, a legal anal- analyst at. Uh, I guess various, you know, various news outlets. No kidding. To That's her daughter. The, That's yes. Gloria Alvarez. Yes. Yes. Chip off the old block. I guess her was one of her husbands named Bloom. Um, and wow. Lisa is, yeah, she followed in her mother's footsteps. They don't, I don't think they practice together, but they're, they're both, uh, I think they're from California. Uh, they, you know, the mother definitely does, you know, she specializes in, in feminist causes. Jeez. And, um, you know the daughter. Uh, she's she's got. A, I think she does. You know she does. She does. Def- I'm not sure if she does criminal defense or not, but she's got a very good, a very uh, high profile in uh, you know like a court TV kind of thing. Yeah. Wow. Uh, it's you know it, you, you never know where where these things are going. I I sidetracked us talking about the Menendez brothers because <laughs> it's like it's like Biden or Trump, Biden or Trump, and. There's going to be some wags uh, saying, boy, this is, you know, you can't, that's like uh, cancer or leukemia. You know, what would you rather have, you know? Oh, I know. That's terrible. Yeah. You know, it's, you've got, uh, you got to choose the, the better of two evils. Right. You know, here I go. I'm voting for the lesser of two evils right now. The lesser you know? of two evils. Right. Thank you. That's yeah. what I meant. Yes. That kind of reminds me of, uh, that's how they describe, uh, historians describe the Carter-Reagan uh, election of yeah. 1980s, um, you know, you could choose the lesser of two evils. You know, you, of course, you had the, you know, the Republicans and the Democrats for Reagan who thought, oh, he's the savior. Reagan's the savior. And, and then you had the Democrats who said, oh, we can't let Reagan. And it's impossible. This guy thinks he's going to, who knows, maybe he'll start a war with Russia or whatever. And then they look at Carter and they say, oh, no. You know, yeah. <laughs> what do we do? We don't have anybody else. Let's just choose the lesser of two evils. Let's go with Carter. Yeah, well, well, the one thing though uh, about Reagan is he was so much less threatening than Trump. He was polarizing. I remember, you know, people like he's going to blow up the world. He's talking right, he's so. Start a war with Russia. 
yeah. the Soviet Union. That that was the whole thing, and and he's he's threat. I mean, he and it sounded like he, you know, he he was the he was the um, was he called the, the great warrior or well, he's the, the great, great communicator. The great com- yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, I know they called him the great Satan. The uh, the Arabs and you know the uh, extreme Muslims mm-hmm. called him uh, the great Satan. Um, but and us, you know, the United States, the great Satan. But uh, you know, uh, Reagan. I don't know. Reagan still, as much as people were afraid of him, um, yeah. they weren't as afraid of him as they are Trump. Trump mm-hmm. uh, is not going to start a world war. Trump uh, is more likely to start a, a civil war. Mm-hmm. Right. Although, yes, that is. I think we're already. We're as close as we've ever come yeah. to a civil war in this country. I think with Trump, though, if he does get in, he's going to solve all these problems. Ukraine, yep. he's going to go to Russia. He'll solve it in one day, and that means Ukraine is going to be beholden to Russia, you know, and he's yep. going to give Russia, you know, carte blanche, you know, okay, sure, whatever, you know, go get the Nazis in Ukraine. Yeah, it's right. That's what's going to happen. I mean, anybody that wants, um, you know, wants any separation from Putin because Putin's a, a monster you know Putin Putin is a monster he's uh, I'm not saying he's Hitler right because is there's only one Hitler he was going to exterminate a whole religion of people right to uh, yeah. you know uh, he blamed the the ills of the yeah. world on right. and other people who did not fit the Aryan definition of perfect humans anybody yep. who was anybody who was disabled who was communist who was gay you know automatically yeah. Yeah, and and amazing, you know, when it comes to Hitler, uh, how imperfect Hitler was. He wasn't, uh, you know, he was, uh, you know, I'm not saying he was a dumb guy. He was an insane, you know, he was an insane person, uh, an egomaniac. He was an ugly-looking guy. So how he, you know, thought that uh, somehow he was gonna, he he was gonna make the the great race through him. And then, by the way, all the all the little Hitler youth. Uh, they didn't look anything like Hitler, you know. <laughs> they were all no, blonde-haired, blue-eyed. He wanted an Aryan nation of blonde, Nordic-looking people. Yeah. And then Hitler was anything but. Did you know that Hitler never visited a concentration camp? Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I was going to say, I, how could he and, and keep his conscience? Uh, but I don't think he had a conscience. Uh, you know, there was a... You know, and again, I don't want to get too sidetracked here, but there was a great line that somebody once gave on evil. They said, uh, evil is a void where compassion should be. And, you know, I I think that's Hitler. You know, like he just, he had no compassion. uh, And what he was able to do was far beyond the the reach of of any, you know, the majority, 99.9% of of human beings could ever go i i just and then the ones that look the other way and everything else i don't know but uh but and again i'm not comparing by any means uh any supporters of any of the two major candidates here to to nazis but i gotta say i've got to say uh the people that are are you know racist or anti-semitic and there, it's growing. You know, there there are people that's voices are growing there. They're a danger, and this is where we get. Anytime you give a voice to uh, to anti-Semitism, 
and uh, and and you look the other way, and we're we're seeing it on college campuses. And I know this is kind of sidetracking from where where we are, or racism uh, at uh, at at its helm. Um, I I just see it, I I see it happening, and and I I just want to make this one point, and and then we'll kind of close close up with, with a with a final thought from you. But when we when we allow college students that uh, and some of them have absolutely no idea what the hell they're talking about when we have college students uh, speak out against uh, Israel as if Israel um, are a bunch of butchers and we forget the fact of that this is in in response to an attack a cowardly terrorist attack that uh, that took a thousand lives and children and babies and everything else honestly I we're we, we've got to watch we have a we have a real problem with anti-semitism in this country and i think it's coming to listen you're a proud jewish woman um uh, you know correct me if i'm wrong but this is this is starting to get highlighted i i agree i mean it's it, this is a, a glaring problem you know with anti-semitism yeah in this country in this world do you think do you think there's a possibility that uh that those anti-Semites or those uh, the racists, the skinheads, do you think they rally around one candidate over the other? Well, they definitely seem to gravitate toward Trump. I'm not saying he's you know, uh, carrying a banner that says, you know, um, I like Hitler, come with me. Or yeah. Like that. In fact, he's saying that, you know, he, in fact, he had to step back on um, a, a statement he made about, you know, vermin coming uh, in, to our shores, meaning, meaning the migrants. He said, I'm, no, I'm not taking a page out of mine comps, which was... Did he was, say that? He said that, yes. Oh he, said he, he, he said he never he had never read Mein Kampf, and Mein Kampf is the famous, the infamous, um, um, I guess... Uh, Bio, biography. Or memoir. Of, right. It's, it's the memoir of... It's, it's actually, that was the book. That was the tome. That was the... That's the definitive work of Adolf Hitler that he wrote while he was sitting in jail in 1925, and that's how he got on the map. And every you know, and I don't know if people caught on right away in the 20s that this guy was coming on the scene and he should be he was dangerous, but he you know he he got in he he was elected not he he wasn't uh, appointed he didn't um, overthrow anybody he was democratically elected so you see we we have to be careful because you you can get people like that through democratic means as well. Yeah, but um, people, they, for some reason, this far right um, uh, race baiting, um, white supremacist, anti-Semitic, anti-everything, anti-ethnicities. Um, uh, uh, this this group of um, gravitates. This group loves to gravitate toward Trump, and he's he's he doesn't say, okay, you know, go away or whatever. I disavow you. He, you know, it's the support. They need that support. That's how they they carry the election of 2016. Yeah. Amazing, yeah, and this is where yeah. we are now. Uh, yeah, and it's it's frightening because you hope that we don't get another Hitler out of that. Amazing, you know, and and you know, October seventh made uh, I think knocked um, a lot of people off their their chairs, and they start saying, "Geez, this Hamas sounds like uh, they're like a, they're worse than the Nazis. They're taking over taking over what uh, the, the SS didn't finish." And they're doing it now. What if they come to? What if you get some groups like that coming to this country? Yeah, uh, just uh, amazing. 
and it's uh, it, you know it's it's coming here, and I'm hoping. Uh, and again, I'm not comparing, uh, you know, Trump to Hitler or Biden, to Hitler, you know, any of that or whatever. Yeah. But it is, uh, it it is going to be polarizing uh, this year, and and um, it's uh, well, I think we're going to see the worst of our country come out in um, in this election on on all sides, you know, uh, yeah. you know, you know, the Democrats, you know, of course, you mm -hmm. got the uh, squad. You know that uh, you know they're anti. -science. Gang of four, yes, yeah. plus two, yes, plus two, the gang of six now. It's yes, just, that's what they should be called. They are a gang. That's disgrace. what they are. And then you have the controversy with the the elite college presidents who say, "Well, you can't ban free speech," and it depends on the context. And then if you believe it or not, there are Jews who say, "Well, we can't ban, we can't, we can't, you know, we can't entrap the presidents of you know Harvard and MIT, etc." because when then we're doing away with 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 free speech, and what if we put the what if the, the roles were reversed and we had we were we were discussing Jews and we were we're condemning we can't condemn you know let's say the Jews were being you know shown uh, being held up as examples of uh, you know uh, I mean it's, it's it's wild it's just it's it's just unbelievable amazing it, it, yeah there are so many. It's, it's there's so many nuances there's so many technicalities you can take the argument one way or the other and say yeah we, we do have free speech but um, then again um, is, is it free speech when you when you yell fire in a, a crowded movie theater or crowded I don't know yeah. train station right and it's not there is no fire but you've gotten people to the point of, of, of panic panic and they're and they're trampling each other yeah you're, you're absolutely you're absolutely right I agree with you hundred percent. And listen, uh, to close on a, a positive note, uh, Christmas is upon us. We're a couple yes. of days away as we speak now. Uh, yes. Melissa, uh, we wish everyone who's celebrating uh, a Merry Christmas. Yes, a, a very happy holiday, a safe one, and, and uh, take the time to, to be with your friends and family and to take extra care, good care of yourselves, and, and let's, let's leave the world problems aside for the moment and i hope by some miracle that that sanity prevails and um things get better amen thanks melissa and thank you all for listening frank mckay signing off we'll see you all next time on the melissa i tell joran show been listening to Melissa Itell-Duran and co-host Frank McKay on Breaking It Down Radio.